the bucket list. Here's an idea. Most people think about a bucket list as something they do toward the end of their life because they really want to get something accomplished that they always want to do. You guys, I believe, have an opportunity to do more now during your career than wait till after it's all over, which I think is fantastic. Today, we're going to talk about the bucket list on this week's edition of Travel Evolved. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Travel Evolved. I'm Mark Holloway. Welcome to the episode, everybody. So thankful to have you with us. Matter of fact, I, I want to give some kudos this week to a couple people that actually called me and contacted me. Well, they contacted me, and then I called them back. We talked on the phone. Um, I've had a lot of people over the last two years, and I will say I'm just going to you know, kind of summarize. Many, many, or mostly, or a lot of, majority of, <laughs> new travelers have really thanked me for kind of opening their eyes to a lot of the numbers, especially, they've talked about learning from this series. And it's always seems to talk about, you know, the stuff that we created it for, which was really to give you guys a peek at how agencies kind of function and to kind of peel back the doors and say, this is how it all works. Because I've always believed that this shouldn't be a secret. If you're doing things right and you understand out there why it is that agencies make any money at all and why they should be part of the loop. And if they are, I mean, I'm not saying they should or shouldn't be, but if they're in that loop, and why they're in that loop, there should be some money to be made, but it shouldn't be getting bigger and bigger. It shouldn't be increasing. There's a lot of greed. And there's a lot of unnecessary slices of pie being increased or even being taken that I don't think should be part of that slice or should be lesser. Gosh, you guys know what I'm talking about. I've said that repeatedly. That's why people originally tuned in. That's why we created the show, the episode, the series, the podcast, with the YouTube channel. We created it to help understand how agencies think. I also felt, and so did a lot of people that were creating this, that 
There was an opportunity to also talk about things like some tips and things that maybe you didn't know that maybe were agency specific, but also kind of things that a lot of us in the industry, and by the way, I'm not the only one that works for my company that's been in the industry for a long time, that we've all heard and learned. And I think that's important to share. I think you guys do. I will tell you that that second thing is more valuable when it comes from another traveler, in my opinion, than it does from me. There's more knowledge there. There's more experience. There's there's a, a lot larger history of, of whatever it is that they're talking about. So I think we, we help with that. But I will tell you, I think your best source for that kind of thing is going to come from your fellow travelers. I think we're the best source of agency stuff because you're not going to hear it anywhere else. And I think there's, you know, again, there's a lot of things that you should be doing to kind of, you know, supplement your your healthcare career and, and to get better at it. What was cool about this week is that I had a, I had two people, well, one was maybe over a week ago, but one was this week, so two almost right in a row that reached out through our Facebook group, which is Travel Evolved, and we're going to try to start going live on that once we get to California. I'm not going to do it till then, so I think third week in May, we're going to start to try to do one night a week, and I will, we'll figure out what night that's going to be. They reached out on that Facebook group and, and uh, got a hold of, of me, and we talked on the phone and gave cell phone numbers out. What they said... Um, and I don't know if one's a new or old traveler. I should, have, I should have found that out. One of them, the other one I do know, was a traveler that's been traveling for 12 years off and on. Took some time off and, and has gotten back into it now. I got back into it when the money came good. So, But I'm more of a veteran traveler that's been there for a while. She said, and she happens to be a nurse, that episodes like today's episode, you know, the bucket list, are the ones that she actually likes the most because she does understand. She said, I did learn some things, but I understood a lot of things already. And some things I kind of had some dotted lines, and you help connect some of those dots. But these episodes, she said, are the ones that I really, really like because what I do is I download a lot of them because there's a lot of places in the country that I don't get great service and I do literally drive. She drives anywhere the money is. So she sometimes is literally going coast to almost coast depending upon what's available. And we had a really great talk and she does things exactly like I'm talking about. She doesn't like hesitate and try to hedge her bets. If she has an offer that makes sense to her, she jumps on it and then she tells everybody else she's not available and doesn't try to, you know, better her deal. He said, every time I do that, it seems like the hospital wasn't as good as the other one. I always regret it. But she downloads these episodes amongst other things. It's not just us and other, you know, in her case, travel nursing podcasts and YouTubes that she finds helpful. But she said, these are the ones that kind of get me fired up because I remember how lucky I am to have uh, discovered travel nursing in her case. And I am trying to get better at it because it really has been a very big part of my life. It's she, she said, it's almost like nursing itself to become a travel nurse in her words was just a, as big of a step for her. And I, that kind of made me smile and also go, yeah, I, I, I make those assumptions a lot on Travel Evolved, but to hear somebody say that it really is that different because of the rest of the stuff you have to know kind of made me go, okay, good. Because I've always felt that way. I've even, I think, I boldly said that out here many times that you know this is such a big difference. But to have some validation on that was really, really cool from her. But I like the fact that she said these were important because you guys know. I mean, anybody that, and a lot of you have talked to me. I think a lot of you guys are working for us right now and and, and had had some contact with me. I try to talk to everybody. This kind of episode is a little difficult for me. It just is. I, I don't. I I don't want to come across as throwing out something that I don't do myself. This one I do, so this is not an issue. But there are times when let me, I'm trying to help you guys do things that maybe I don't do so well. Like I want you to, to you know, to stop and smell the roses. I want you to enjoy part of the stuff. And then, I, you know, I'm busy too, and I get caught up in just the traveling and, and that sort of thing. And I'm not going to stop and smell the roses. I'm actually driving to California because I'm going to basically be there for at least 14 months, you know, 90% of the time or 80% of the time there, you know, 20%, 10% of the time here. 
So I've got, for the first time, I'm really got to get everything out there that I think I'm going to need for all kinds of seasons and all, you know, recording and a lot of work stuff. So I'm not going to be stopping and smelling the roses. I can't. I, I'm going to have to get going and get going out there. So it's a little um, a little unfair for me to, you know, and a little bit hypocritical for me to say things I'm going to say. But this episode, I will tell you, I think I'm pretty good on this one. And again, on those other episodes, I just I think it's still important to me to tell you what I'd, I'd, I'd like you to do and, and what I try to do myself. If, if you're just trying to enjoy time and life when it's happening, then I think you've already won. There's a lot of people that look back at the past. I think that's a mistake. There's a lot of people that look ahead to the future and how great things are going to be. I think that's a mistake. And I think too many of us don't focus on right now and you know what we have right now. Just just. Look at your friends and people you know when they're having conversations with you. Are they are they really, you know, tuned into you, or are they thinking about something else? And I feel like I've noticed, and maybe it's just an age thing. And as I get older, it feels like people are less and less tuned into each other right now. I think there's a lot of reasons why, but it's weird when you talk to somebody who really is listening to you and is really in tune to the here and now. You notice it, and that's one thing that I would say is that we got to get back to being in the here and now. So try to focus on that. Don't think about good and bad things in the past. That is in the past. And don't you know? Worry about the future. Focus on what you can do on it. On it, you know, right now. But enjoy what it is right now, and and, and take a moment to understand what you're what you're doing and, and how great you guys do have it. Because I really do think you have it pretty good. Could it be better? Yep. Do I think it's going to be better? I, I do. I really do. I think. I think you guys are in a phenomenal situation that's going to improve over the next few years. I think the supply and demand is going to fix itself so that. There is a lot of reasons why you will, you may find it more difficult to leave, but more actually, I'm hoping more fun and better, and a lot more reasons to stay doing what you do. I think I think there's gonna it's gonna have to be, and I think financial is gonna be part of that because I think you're gonna have to make some more money to to do what you guys do. So ah, there you go. Much like my friend that called me, you guys have to make a decision to start to look at your bucket list. And the focus of today's episode really is to start your bucket list now. A bucket list is not necessarily something what you say, oh, I'm going to. I mean, some things you may have to. If it's if it is something that is going to take up all your time or you know you don't have the financial abilities to do it, I am not in this episode telling you to put yourself in that situation where you're trying to buy or pay or do something, take a trip that you can't afford yet. No way. You guys know me. I don't believe in that at all. We have to earn things in that country and too many of us try to get into debt because we want to, we want the reward before we've earned that reward. What I'm talking about are things that you can do. And that's what I think is so unique about your healthcare traveling career is, and again, a little bit is money, but a lot of it's location. A lot of it is, you know, the, the, the time in between. There are opportunities that are regional that you could hopefully overlap with some of the things we're going to talk about today that might make sense for you to start to check some things off that you really wanted to do. So this is about now. This is not about making a whole bunch of money so you can afford to do these things and, and, you know, down the road. And I'm not talking about I always want to jump out of an airplane or, you know, swim with sharks or whatever it is. I'm talking about just the things that were important to you. So if it is a trip, for example, you're going to make a whole bunch of money. You're going to start focusing on that right now. So in between a couple assignments, like a couple people I know that worked for me last couple of years, go off to Europe and take their whole family. That's exactly what I want to see. That's, that's bucket list stuff right there. So, um, I'll just say his name's Mark. Mark, you know what I'm talking about because you've done that a few times, and that's fantastic. That's what I'm talking about. That's what today's episode really is. You've got to start making a choice that you're going to start doing some things now. 
All right, so um, don't have any regrets. I think that's, again, I'm going to get philosophical here because I believe in this. So it's not, it's not, now you guys aren't going to trust anything I said because I said sometimes I really try to be, I'm, I'm hypocritical as I try to say something I'm not doing. But this is not true. I, I don't have, let me, let me make sure I'm saying that right. I try not to have any regrets. I have a few things I wish I would have done differently, but I will tell you that regrets are in the past. Everything that I would say I'm regretful for, there was a reason, and it and the pathway that that created opened up and, and usually was a better opportunity going forward. And I don't care if we're talking about relationships or anything that I'm, I don't even know what. I, yeah, I mean the. There were things that I wish I would have maybe done differently if I really had to analyze it and I could take the people that were involved out of it. I would have said I would have done it the same way. If that makes sense. Any regret I might have was because it, the the decision or or something affected other people, which that part sucks. And that's the regret I might have on certain decisions I made, whether it was you know breaking up with a girlfriend or or anything that's simplistic to things that are you know more recent. But I will tell you that if I take that out of the equation, which is hard, I, I just focused on what was right, everything that I might regret turned out to be I, that needed to happen in order for something, a better opportunity, and that mistake and that thing that I would have regretted led to something better. So I, I don't, I try not to have regrets. I think it was um, Anthony Hopkins, the actor, Sir Anthony Hopkins now, that I think he said, someone interviewed him, I saw it on probably TikTok or something, where he said he has no regrets. He doesn't, he doesn't, that's in the past. There's nothing he can do about it. So he said, I, you know, I'm human. God forgives me. Every man makes, you know, has mistakes. Every man sins. I'm a sinner. And I now look forward to this going forward. And, and he, of course, he said it like Anthony Hopkins would. So it's much more eloquent than I just spit out right there. But it did make sense. And it, it resonated with me because I'm like, you know, he's right. You can't, you can work on what you've done in the past to move forward, but you can't regret it. And I think for today, what I'm saying is I don't, want to, and I hope you guys don't either, I don't want to regret missing out on an opportunity to do something or try something or be someplace. And that's what I really mean today. I don't want to regret, and I think you guys should think about this, a lot of you you know, maybe are working your fannies off as a healthcare professional because there's some decent money out there. Are you trying to scrape the last few remaining really, really ridiculously high-paying positions? And maybe the only regret you might have is that there's, you found that there's a reason why it's still paying so high and higher than any place else in the area. I get all that, and I've said, you know, that I think that's there's some there's some good reasons behind that, but there also should be some things that you can do with that, and you can take some breaks. I think I said on the episode where you know don't get burnt out. This is kind of what I mean. Don't wait and save up all your money so that ten years down the road you can go to Europe or you can you know you can go to a destination or or do something or or buy a house or live someplace for a, a period of time. Take some breaks from from travel healthcare and, and actually you know try to, to work around an area. All those kinds of things that are possible now. I'm saying that's what you should be doing now. You shouldn't necessarily be focusing on down the road. This is what I mean. You've got opportunity to make money, so take some breaks, take some time, go and do the things you want to do. Don't have regrets because in 10 years, first of all, you don't know if you're going to have 10 years. I hate to say that, but that's the truth. None of us do. So you're, you're betting against time on not doing something that was really important to you because we don't know how much time we have. The other thing that I think a lot of us, I know I don't think about is that in 10 years or whenever you retire, whenever this, this 
thing you want to do is, or, you know, I don't care if you want to write a book or sing in a band or go to, you know, live in the Isle of Capri, whatever it is, are you still going to want to do that in 10 years? Or will the, that opportunity have passed you by? Was there something you wanted to do that you may not want to do now? Listen, I think, I don't know if we said on this thing before, but I used, I used to play live music on a guitar and I was in a band when I was in my, when I was 30. I wouldn't want to do that right now. I have no interest whatsoever in getting up on acoustic guitar and, and playing in front of, you know, people at a bar. Loved it back when I was 30. Right now, nope, that doesn't even sound interesting to me, but I'm glad I did it. I have that on my little thing. I mean, I, at the time, it was something I really wanted to do, so I went for it. And it was scary in hell the first couple of times I did it. I happened to have somebody else I was doing it with, so he was a much better singer and guitar player than I was. But I don't have regrets on that. And here's a good example of, you know, right now at my age, that doesn't sound fun to me at all. It was hard work, actually, and that's why I stopped doing it because it started to become another job instead of being fun. And I don't have any interest in doing that now, so I would have missed that opportunity to do something like that. Your health may prevent you from doing something down the road. So don't regret something that you could be theoretically doing now. Think about those things that you really want to do that could happen now that you don't have to wait a few years for. So I'm talking about everything from your career, right? So let's let's bring this a little bit more closer to home. If you want to change your degree, if you want to become certified on different you know, radiologic machines and, and equipment and that sort of thing, anything that you want to do that's going to be a career advancement, I would say do it. If you want to get into management, if you want to start working and leaving healthcare, travel, and going permanent because you now have learned what drives you crazy about managers and you now think you could be a great manager, then do it. If you want to get out of you know, nursing or healthcare in general, then you should, all those things should never be a career regret. And, you know, I talked to another person the other day that said that they wanted to, sorry, I didn't, I, I've been working on doing all kinds of stuff. My hair's a mess. Um, someone was talking about wanting to get out of nursing and become a recruiter. And my, my only thing on something like that is I would really take a look at, you know, a deep dive into what you think the future of whatever you're going to leave nursing for is going to be. I've had people that have left nursing to become realtors and mortgage uh, brokers and that sort of thing when when they, that market was solid, and then regretted it because the market you know crapped out or they weren't good at it. Who knows what it was? Then try to get back into in this case nursing, and as you guys know, sometimes when you haven't been bedside for a while, it's almost like you're starting all over again. So that was a, a, a regret mistake that they didn't want to do. We're talking about destinations, you know, that that kind of thing is an easy one to, on today. I mean, if there's some place you want to go, at some point you have to say, even if the money isn't where it is, if I really want to go, and I'll use Hawaii as an example, because I think it's a good example. If you've always wanted to travel to Hawaii, and not just on a vacation, because I think a traveling position there makes a lot of sense, provided you have in your mind and you make sure on that interview you talk about the fact that you're not there to play, you're there to work, because they don't want people down there that are there to play. And you take that job seriously, but you have that downtime where you can actually go to other islands and see you know, things and places like that. That's a great example. If you've ever really wanted to, there sometimes isn't a great time to travel to Hawaii because let's say typically the cost of living is still ridiculous. It always is ridiculously high. I'm sure it is right now. And, and most of the time, the pay rate doesn't merit a financially solid 13 weeks, if not 26 weeks. So... I've told people this basically. If you go to Hawaii and you're really careful, you're probably going to leave with barely anything in the bank that you didn't already have. Matter of fact, if you want to do anything, and the more things you do while you're there, the more you're actually going to be deficit spending on, on many times in that assignment. 
it's just kind of real. Not always. I mean, but I'm just saying, the more you do, the things are expensive there, and the pay versus housing, that sort of thing, doesn't always always match up. But at some point, if you really want to go to Hawaii, go to Hawaii. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Do it now. I mean, there never might be a great time to say, I'm going to now focus and go get the Hawaiian license, or I'm going to go you know, and take that assignment there as an example, and I'm going to go for it. If, you, if you've been putting that assignment off, Stop putting it off. Go get your assignment in Hawaii. Get it under your belt. It's 13 weeks. It's three months. Get back home. Make some money. Make up for it. Go to someplace cold in the wintertime and, and make crazy amount of money to pay for that, that time you were there. Whatever it has to be, I would say absolutely do it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So financially, that's what I'm saying too. I mean, just be smart. And, you know, those regrets could also be, you know, that bucket list could also be along that line. And this is where we'll talk a little bit more about travel. The regret in the bucket list could be, some of the things that are on your list could be financially driven, right? We're talking about trips to Europe, we're talking about retiring early, whatever that is. If it is something that isn't right here and right now and you can't squeeze it in, or you could exact, you know, make those assignments be higher paying. The guy that I know that works for me that went to Europe, took his whole family, I, I think twice now, and he's been with me for two two years straight, two and a half years maybe, nine assignments, I can't even think of me, a lot. He's gone to Europe twice, I believe. I know once for sure, maybe twice. Is it something that he was, you know, he makes so much money? No, I'm sure that that decision to go to Europe was still a difficult one. It wasn't like, I mean, everyone's making crazy money during COVID. But I'm sure he had he first way to stop for you know a couple two two and a half almost three weeks, spend that money and go there and that probably was a difficult decision. But he was able to use the financial means that he had right now to budget that in. So he didn't wait until you know he was done or things slowed down. He took you know a little bit of time off in between assignments. If I'm not mistaken, he was extending and he he leveraged that to make sure he could take those breaks without having to lose a position or start looking all over for a new one when he was in Europe or as soon as he got back. Very clever. Got those vacations in and took his family while they were young and they appreciate it. So he and his family have that memory now with his wife and his kids about going to Europe because he did it right here and right now. And the financial aspect of it allowed him to do that. The idea is that anything that you've wanted to do that you can incorporate into right here, right now, that's what I'm talking about doing it. You could write a book while you're traveling as a healthcare professional. You could join a band if you wanted to. You could certainly find assignments that were in musical cities or places that you know. You could you know, practice yourself, sing in your car on your way across the country. You could learn how to play an instrument. All these things could be done now is what I'm kind of trying to get at. Um, it's just It doesn't make sense to not have that regret. I'm going to jump into something I think right now that... Um, I guess I'm surprised that I put it down there, but I, I, I'm just going to throw it out there. 
Love and relationships. Two things, I guess I'll, I'll say. If you're in a great relationship, congratulations. If you're looking for, I should say three things. If you're looking for a good relationship, what are you waiting for? If you're in a bad relationship, what are you waiting for? Those things are true. And we know, we know all of these things. Let's start with the last first and I'll move into the other. If you're in a bad relationship. We did an episode early on in season number one. Yeah, I had a guest who was a, a very well-known author, well-known amongst you know therapists and people that do self-help and, and in her category. We talked about toxic relationships. All of us know or are somebody who may be in a relationship. It could be a marriage, it could be a long-term relationship, it could be a you know a partner relationship that is not what you or your partner or your your spouse or your boyfriend, your girlfriend want. So many people stay in those relationships for reasons that they justify that don't involve their own happiness. Fair? I think that's fair. I will tell you this. I know a lot of guys, I have a lot of friends, and some, they don't listen to me on this because they're like friends from college and, and friends now. So... This won't mean anything. Um, they won't be mad at me talking about this. But I have a, a couple of friends, handful of friends right now, that are staying in a marriage um, because they're staying for the kids. One of my friends is, I mean, he's only a year and a half younger than me, and he's got, his youngest is 10 years old. <laughs> Good for him, right? But he's, he's, he's going to stay, and he's miserable. That, specifically, is what I'm talking about. That's That's nuts. And, you know, I talk to him. We talk about a lot of stuff. We talk about things that most guys, you know, our age, you know, don't want to talk about because we're going to talk about hockey and whatever. He and I have a different relationship. We've been great friends since college, and we talk about this stuff. And he says, I know, I know. I know, buddy. You're, you're right. It's exactly, you're, you know, because I tell him, you know, this is, what's, this is crazy. Everybody knows that people say that you, your kids are faster to recover than you are. But everybody still, a lot of people still stay in those toxic relationships because of financial reasons. I can't afford to get divorced. I can't afford to leave my partner or move out. I would be devastated. And again, every one of the people that say that, you know, knows that if you talk to somebody who did that very thing in that very same situation, recovered awfully quickly. And maybe it was tough, but they were happier from the get-go. So this one, I don't know how to explain this one better than that, but I think one of the biggest regrets someone could have and, and I hope this resonates with somebody out there, please, that your happiness should not be sacrificed because you don't have the courage or you don't want to hurt someone else's feelings or you're worried about, in this case, children or somebody else being disappointed or changing their lives. That is crazy. There's a point where you have to say, this is, this is, this is nuts. I'm going to be, I'm going to waste how many years? How many years of your life are you going to waste being unhappy or being or settling for something, to me, that's crazy. And that is a, that's a regret that I think many Americans uh, face. Now, again, on the other side of the, of the coin, if you're in those relationships and you think you can fix it, I've heard people say that if they were in a bad marriage or they were or a relationship or they were in a, you know, a, I can't think of the word that's, that's you know, complacency where someone's just, you're just there, there's no passion, there's no love, there's no anger, but it's just like, bleh. That that can be fixed, and sometimes if it's fixed, it's better than it ever was before it was bad. I think that's a true thing, but only you know that. But I would tell you that I think that's 
it's not really a bucket list, but I did write it down here. That is one of the thing I think the things that is probably more common than anything else, and that is staying in a relationship because you're worried about either hurting someone else's feelings or you're worried about, like I said, the kids or, or someone else in, in, in that's going to be affected by that, and you've forgotten about what's important to you. If you're looking for that, I mean, what are you waiting for? If you're looking for a new relationship, if you're single out there or you've, you know, you've been burned before, you thought, you know, gosh, I don't know, um, this isn't the right thing for me to do. And I, okay, so I'll tell you a long story here. It's, it's amazing. I told you, like, I think last week how, how much I hear and I've heard. And I've heard mostly clinical stuff and mostly like holy cow stories. But obviously some people I've, I've known and I know them pretty well. And, and this will tell you, I get to know people pretty well and, and they'll tell me stuff because we, we become friends, I think. And there was there's a gal who worked for me a while back. She's not actually, I think she's done with nursing right now. She was, was taking a break and doing something. She was following her, 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 her boyfriend, I think now husband, which already kind of tells you the story who does something outside of, of healthcare and it was lucrative and he's doing some trade shows. So they, she's not gotten out of nursing, but she told me about a year and a half ago that she was married and had a terrible, terrible divorce. Like she left with nothing. And he was, a, you know, one of those, um, you know, very arrogant. Um, what's the word? I'm like, God, I'm really having trouble talking tonight and thinking about the right words, but he was very, um, you know, all about himself and very egotistical and, she said, I just left because it was the easiest thing for me to do. If I, if I fought hard and wanted this and that, it would have dragged down. I just wanted away from him, and I, I did. When her kids were still uh, in, I think, at home in either grade school or certainly high school. And she said it was the best thing she ever did, but she said, I was so scared to do that that I, I really fought that off for a while. But once I did that, I realized that I, that I was just going to waste time. And so she, she said, I'm going to go for it. The point I was trying to make was it's almost the opposite of the last thing, and that was that she said it took a while for her to go, what am I waiting for? Because she was so scared to jump into any relationship with a man because the one that she had for so long, and I think she, I can't remember, it's, I think it was a long marriage, that she was scared. She was scared to, to even open herself up, and I think that's common too. But once she did, that's the story's history. You know, she's either dating or married or whatever. But that's another thing that you have to say, I'm not going to regret wasting my life because I'm alone because I'm too scared to be. Now, again, be careful out there. You guys know that. I've already said you're a little bit of a target. You travel. I know sometimes it's difficult to get a relationship if you're going to go from assignment to assignment and you're single. But it's out there. So what I'm saying is don't regret. Open yourself up to it if you're looking for that sort of thing. So I wanted to throw that stuff in there because I think it's, you know, you almost got to make yourself more marketable if you're, if you're looking. And I don't know about you guys, but when I was, you know, younger, Every time I, I was looking for a girlfriend, I wanted to date somebody, and I was feeling kind of lonely. I, I could never, I never met anybody. Then all of a sudden, you're out with your buddies and having a good time, and you're just saying, "Forget it. And I'm never going to find someone that I like here at this school." You know, like Florida State with how many thousand, thirty-five thousand, whatever. All of a sudden, you know, there she is, right? That's it. Just happens because you're not looking. That's the same kind of thing. But you've got to make yourself ready for that stuff mentally, and and whatever you feel like you need to fix on yourself from whatever mistakes you made in your last relationship, fix them. Take the time for yourself. Make yourself a better marketability for that, and go out and, and become a better person, and it'll, it'll absolutely come to you. So, wow, that was kind of very uh, touchy feely, which is not normally me. So, here's what I, I think is that the gift. The true gift of travel is it could be that you make a hell of a lot more money than you ever thought you were going to make in your career. 
that could be what a lot of this is all about. Your 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 bucket list and healthcare travel could be really driven around the financial. And follow me, hear me out on this. We talk a lot about how to make as much money as you can. And I also, you know, same thing, say whatever's important to you, it, it shouldn't always be about the money. But maybe, maybe the real gift of, you know, of what you have, not just the time you have, the downtime, the fact you're going from one assignment to the other and you're not going to the same facility and expected to be there every single week and only have this many days of vacation. That flexibility, that's, you know, that's part of the gift. But maybe the true, real, real gift is the money that you're making. If you're able to be smart, you're able to, you know, again, make as much as you can, spend as much, spend as little, sorry, as little as you can on your assignment, on your cost of goods sold, and get that nest egg built up. Maybe that's the real bucket list, which leads to so many other different things, whether it's right now, hopefully it is, or, or also in the future. So kind of think about that. And that's why reevaluate what you're trying to get out of travel. And God, it seems like I'm just all over on this episode talking from one side to the other, but I really am. Evaluate what is important to you and evaluate what's going to be important to you. And I, I will tell you, if money's there, then make as much as you can tolerate. Take the breaks you need to take. Take the vacations you need to take. Spend the money that you need to spend. Try to do all of that so that you know it's, it's limited and you still have the stuff left over to do exactly the things that you said you always want to do or the reason that you you know maybe jumped into traveling. There's got to be a reason why you did it. And hopefully it's not just to get away from the politics of the house, but it was to make more money or see the country. Refocus and don't forget about that sort of thing. So, all right, let's let's talk about a few other things, and I want to I want to get kind of moving on, on a little bit of the things. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the the environment out there. And by the way, that's kind of the episode on on the bucket list. I just I just want you guys to think about it. You have here. I'm going back in. You guys have an opportunity that I think is a little bit unique. If you really compare your career with most other careers. So all I'm asking you is that don't lose sight of that. Just just take advantage of it when you can, if it makes sense to you. And while you're thinking about your next assignment and where you want to go and what what the floating policy is and what you know what what certifications you have to have and why would you need to have pals? I don't want to work on kids and all these different things that you're thinking about and how am I going to find my apartment and you know, what's the cost of living? Don't forget this other aspect of what I think is so wonderful for what you guys all get to do, and that is. Your personal time, the things that are important to you, and you know, if you if you lose sight of that, I think you're going to miss out on a lot. I think you're going to have those regrets we just talked about. So that's how I end kind of that little segment. But I appreciate that. I want to talk a little bit about the tensions that kind of are out there right now um, in healthcare. There seems to be a little bit of unknowns going on, and I keep wrestling around with the, the thought about doing one uh, an episode on this entirely, which um, I may put even before this stuff. We'll see, but. There's some weird stuff kind of going on. There's, there's definitely a tension-filled atmosphere in healthcare travel right now. It feels, how do I explain this? It feels a little tight, a little thin. It is and it isn't. It feels like, and again, I'm going by what I see and what you guys tell me, that there are there's a supply and demand issue that we haven't seen like this, you know, since theoretically since really since COVID kind of started, with the exception of when things kind of downturn, when it was kind of like over. What I'm getting at is that here this, you know, this April and, and May, May, it feels a little bit more like it did in in the middle of summer or in falls and other years, you know, previously, where there just doesn't seem to be as huge of a need all of a sudden. I think there's a lot of reasons why. That's why I say I may do a whole episode about this entirely. 
But what I'm saying right now is there is some tension out there on, you know, the jobs. And, and I think more than ever, this is when you really have to think about how you find your assignment. Now, I should look, but I know we have an assi- or an episode coming up, I think in season three. I don't know how far down. And it's, it talks about how you want to be recruited. And I'll reference this a few times probably before that. Because one of the things I always notice that I think is interesting is that travelers, you guys want jobs when you want them, and you don't want to be bugged for basically you know, 11 out of those 13 weeks while you're on the assignment, which is, I, I totally understand. That's how you wish it would, it would go. And sometimes, if you're lucky and your marketability is good, that's, in fact, how it does go. But I think I've got an episode that I know I put on there because I said, I want to know how do, I, how, does, how do travelers, how do you want to be recruited? Because it's a legitimate question. Because it, it bodes the, the, the answer of, this is what I want. And I think there's a lot of different reasons why, or how different ways that travelers want to be recruited. And what I'm getting at right now, and when I say there's tension, this is the time where it seems to me more than I've ever seen before, that travelers are being very uh, proactive on their next assignment. It is like you guys are, whether you're working with more agencies, more recruiters, whether you're you know looking at the Facebook group posts where it you know shows the memes with the actual locations and and you know the, the gross weeklies, you're looking at that and either calling those recruiters or you're asking your recruiter for the people in the agencies that you work with and already have paperwork on, if they have that position. You guys are are using apps like what we have. I think more well, I mean, most people don't have an app like us. But you're looking at things like that. Some some companies do have some kind of an app where you know you still have to call a recruiter, but you can see some things, that sort of thing. And I'm, I'm seeing more and more of that, which is awesome. Not necessarily a completely app-driven. There's also the websites where you can go and you can kind of do the same thing. Where you'll get an email or you can actually go on whenever it's convenient for you to be able to kind of find your own jobs. I mean, all these things that are new. The last one I can think of is like you know the companies or the, the websites that kind of compare different agencies' rates for what theoretically is the same, at least city, I don't know if they drilled down and said the hospital. They should because that would really show the disparagement between agency and agency. All these different mechanisms, it feels to me, are being more utilized by you guys, the traveler, which is why I said sometime early on in this season or during this season a few times that I still stand by it. I said in 2025, <laughs> there, will be, there will have been a heavy shift towards a recruiterless model. It's already happening. And I can feel it out there. There are there is changes that are going on out there that that I haven't seen in, tw- in the last twenty three years. It was like the same, 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 and all of a sudden, bam, here it goes. And again, a lot has to do with the technology and and things that we can do now. You know, and these these guys that we didn't have, you know, that long ago that weren't that smart, like the smartphones are now. Advances in websites, advances in coding, um, all that stuff is happening. But you guys can kind of see it, you know. The next thing I'm going to predict is when you start talking about things like those the Facebook groups. If you really look at just that, take that isolated kind of way of recruiting. That didn't exist very heavily six years ago, seven years ago. You Recruiters wouldn't waste their time. When I say waste their time because it wasn't effective or maybe nobody was trying it. But you weren't putting a meme out that said, Indianapolis, Indiana, Med Surge, and here was the Gross Weekly. Because the chance of you, but first of all, there wasn't an, an Indiana probably travel you know page for healthcare travelers, whether it was allied or specific nursing. And there also wasn't all the specialty pages. There wasn't a a Rad Tech Indiana or a PACU Indiana or a you know interventional radiology Indiana. It, it, there just wasn't. Now there's probably all those things combined. So that didn't exist. 
But it wouldn't have been effective and efficient for a recruiter to spend time creating you know, a meme, which was not easy to do five years ago. There wasn't all the different softwares and free things and websites where you can go and have those things spit out quickly. So for them to actually put something out there like that would have been an incredible amount of time for a very little drawback. And then it got popular. And I would say from 2019 to even maybe now, or maybe a few months ago, it was a very popular way. It means you look on those things, and if you're watching one page, especially a page that has over, let's say, 4,000 people in that group, when I say page, I mean group, you would see it kind of, you know, if you kept refreshing the page, there would be boom, 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 boom. Sometimes you see the same job, depending upon what the how the, the group was marketed. But it was obviously working. People wouldn't do it if it wasn't working. You guys would see that, and you would react. And I'll tell you, lately, I think those are going to be the first things to go because... It's, it, it's going to become very inefficient. In other words, as more of the things I just mentioned a little while ago start taking over, those pages that are run and those groups that are ran by, by people that say, this is all we want, this is how we want it, you have to do this, 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 it's, it's inefficient. And I think those will be the first things you're going to see kind of dissipate. And I think we're already seeing it. It looks to me like a lot of them, you know, there was a lot of COVID-based and like ridiculous, you know, $8,000 a week and up, you know, serious travelers only kind of pages and groups. Well, obviously those are gone because there aren't jobs that are that much anymore. So a lot of those are dissipating, going out, getting lower and lower. And the the interaction on Facebook groups, I've noticed, seems to be lessening a lot, mostly on your end. You guys aren't participating as much, which tells me you're not on there as much, you're not interacting as much. Maybe a lot of you still are, but not as much, which tells me that that's going to go by the wayside. So things are, things are, things seem to kind of change with with COVID. It did, in my opinion, in our industry, in travel healthcare. That changed, obviously. I mean, there's no, there's no, it's not a secret that everything changed then, but I'm saying that there was kind of a line drawn when, you know, if you look at January of 2020, since then, everything has changed, I think, for the better. There's been some lower pay rates, there's been, you know, all the stuff we're going through right now, but there was a change in the whole industry where things had started to shift because there was new creativity in the industry from our standpoint, even from hospitals. You guys became a little bit more aware of different things and, it's kind of good because things are moving. I see it, and I don't know if you guys do too, but I, I still am pretty confident that when I make some predictions, it's it's because of, of what almost inevitably has to happen for things to move forward. And again, it's, and there's other ideas that haven't been thought of that I think are all going to be you know just as great. Maybe the best idea hasn't even been brought out there, but things are moving into a great thing for you guys and I think a, a more reasonable uh amount of the, of the dollars that are spent on you will actually go to you. I think they're going to have to. That's why I think this is a, a wonderful career for you guys to be in. There's no going back, in my opinion, to what it was. Now, you know, I said many times, I'll say it again, you can, I don't think things are ever going to go as low as the pay rates were in, you know, 2019. And I said, with the cost of living as being part of that. I mean, again, we have a higher we have inflation going right now, which means prices are higher. But last time I looked, I'll put it this way. I haven't gotten a raise. I haven't given anybody a raise in my company based upon inflation or COVID. It's normal raises like you would see. So most people don't get raises just because the com- the country is having uh, you know high prices. So that's the same thing I'm saying is that it's still better than it was in 2019, and it's it's across the board for you guys. I don't think we're ever going to go back to that. I think I think I said repeatedly, 15 to you know 15 percent, and you know maybe above that, maybe to 20 percent is where I think the numbers are going to going to stay higher than they were in 2019. Three years, 15 percent. That's a lot of 
of cost of living index. Usually, that, you know, usually that's only you know three percent, which would only be obviously nine percent. We're talking about fifteen. So you guys are, I think you're ahead of the game. I think it's going to remain that way because I think you guys have shown your value. I think hospitals realize they, they can't mess around with you, especially if we lost as many people that either were tired, quit, or were forced out of the industry. So we'll see how that goes. So um, last thing I'm going to say, and this is really how I'll wrap it up. I think this is your time. I really do. I think this is going to be the next five to 10 years, I think is going to really be a great time to be a traveler. So um, if you're new and you're a new traveler and this works for you, I think if you stick with it, you get your marketability up and you enjoy it, you're going you're gonna to have a really great you know, decade here. I think it really is. I think this is when things are going to start to shift and finally be a little bit more um, weighted for you guys than it has been in the past. I think it was fine at the beginning, but it's got so other fingers and pieces of the pie were being delved out. I don't think that the market is going to sustain that amount of dollars going to anybody but you guys and Uncle Sam. I just believe that. So that's why people are coming up with ways to have you guys make more money because you're going to have to, and they're going to they're going to have to as well. Give up more of that sort of thing. So it's a really great time to be a traveler. It's a great time to focus on your bucket list, the things that are important to you guys. Don't don't lose sight of that. Please, please, please enjoy the full you know the full aspect of being a traveler, and that's that's a big part of it. Whew. Yeah, it is difficult doing these episodes. I'll take that back. <laughs> Did the best I could, guys. I appreciate it. We'll catch you next time. Travel evolved. <laughs>